0: This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope this message meets you where you are and elevates you to where God is taking you. Enjoy the message. What's up, everyone? Uh, really stoked to be here online with you, teaching the word. Um, miss you guys. And, and Crystal Gale and I love y'all. And... If everything has gone as planned, we're actually meeting in person right now, if you're watching this, um, at 11 a.m. or around that time on Sunday. We are live and having our in-person gathering, our outdoor gathering, uh, this Sunday. So um, yeah, uh, just stoked to still be here. We're going to continue to do this uh, as well online. So um, uh, love y'all and just really excited about getting in the Word today. And so... Um, we're continuing our series, uh, Grace for Grown Folk, all right? This is for you, all you grown folk out there, all right? And and how grace, um, grace is there to develop us and to grow us in our walk and our faith. That's what grace does. Grace saves, grace delivers, but grace develops. And so that's what we're talking about. So uh, I'm gonna pray, and then we're gonna jump right into this. Father, thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to your people. Thank you, Lord, that everybody that's a part of the Hope Land Church community in any way whatsoever, Lord, I pray for them right now. Father, if they're in another state, another country, joining in here, or right here in our neighborhood, right here in our, in our immediate uh, physical location, I pray for Hopeland Church. I pray that they grow, that they grow and develop and bear fruit. And I pray right now, Lord, as a result of your grace, that their future is better than their current condition. Father, that you are taking them from where they are. You have taken them from where they've been and you're bringing them to to where you've called them to be. And I thank you for growth in their whole spirit, soul, and body by the work of your grace. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Awesome, let's do this. So as we're going through this series, I wanna read the definition of grace. I might do this every weekend because I really want to teach and walk us through and really uh, unpack and drill down in what grace is in the word of God, okay? And so uh, grace in the Greek, the Greek word karis, it means favor. It means that for God to be disposed to us, inclined to us, favorable toward us. This is what grace means, leaning towards to share benefit. Somebody say, thank you, Lord, for grace. Um, It means the Lord's favor. It means freely extended to give himself away to us. Freely extended to give himself freely to us. All right? Because he's always leaning toward you. I'm gonna say it again. This is what grace means in in the Greek. Karis where you get the word charisma, charismatic, but the definition is that he is always leaning towards you. There's grace today. God's leaning towards you today. He's going to be leaning towards you tomorrow. He's going to be leaning towards you next week. He was leaning towards you five years ago. All right, he's always leaning towards. Hebrew is the word kana. Same definition, grace, extension toward. Here it is, I'm gonna read this, both refer to God freely extending himself, his favor, his grace, reaching, inclining to us because he is disposed to bless and be near us, okay? So who doesn't want the grace of God? I mean, this is just God giving himself to us. Jesus came, gave his only begotten son, that's grace, I'm here. Here, I, here, everything that I am, everything that I have, everything that that I am here, it is yours. You know, here it is freely, okay? The word of God, every promise in the word, his spirit, uh, you know, his love, his peace, his joy, his patience. I mean, here I am, I give myself to you. Isn't that good news? All right, so here, let's go to 2 Peter uh, chapter 3, verse 17. And I'm gonna read verse 17 and 18, okay? And we're literally just gonna kind of focus on this, these two scriptures today. It says, you therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, beware, lest you also fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked, but grow in the grace. If somebody's sitting there with you, look at them and tell them, Grow in the grace. Come on, say it again. Somebody say, say, grow in the grace. Here it is. We're talking about grace for grown folk, okay? But grow in the grace. In the caris, in the kana, grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and forever, amen. Okay. And so in first in second Peter, first Peter's well, first Peter, second Peter, um this this these books he wrote um uh you know, history would tell us it was written to a body of churches um in Asia Minor and both books are said to be communicating to the same local communities uh, of churches, okay? And so um the theme of second Peter is Christians can never stop growing. And, and if you read it from uh, chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, that's really uh, the context here is the letter is written to churches in Asia Minor area and it is Christian Are don't stop growing, okay? I'm gonna say it again. Believers, Christ followers, it is imperative that we never stop growing. I'm not talking about having to grow faster than so-and-so or are feeling bad because, man, this person's growing more than me. I'm not talking about comparison. I'm not talking about growing to make a show. I'm not talking about growing in knowledge so you can sound like this isn't about performance. This isn't about an outward show. This is about spiritual growth, okay? Christians grow. Christ followers grow, we develop, we constantly are moving and growing as we walk with God. So that's the main thing. And now also another theme in this is that he was confronting the religious leaders, some religious leaders of the day that were living in sin, sleeping around, and they were teaching something that said that basically there's no judgment for our sin, that we can go on. If you read it, uh, but he's confronting an error in the, in the in that time, in that region, that there were religious leaders living in sin, sleeping around and, and, and they were religious leaders and they were preaching a gospel that said, there is no accountability for my sinful lifestyle, okay? So Peter came and he's like, look, there will be judgment. Christ is returning, okay? And, and he referenced um, Noah's Ark and he said, look, you know, and, and the Bible references Noah's Ark and the flood to, to the end times. He talks about the end times. He says, Christ will return. There, there were religious leaders um, saying, oh, like your God hasn't come yet. What's, you know, uh, there hasn't been the return. And he's like, no, it hasn't happened yet, but it will happen. We will be held accountable. Okay, he, he references the end times. I feel like um, Peter was written, and in the context of it, there's parallels in our society today, okay? Okay. Um, Um, And so, also, before we really dive into this, just so you can see some historical context here, is that this was really Peter's farewell address. He references that in Peter, that he was gonna die soon. Um, You know, history tells us that that Nero had him crucified upside down, and uh, he was martyred. And so, this was... The farewell address. So think about it. He's like about to go. You feel like God has he felt like God has spoken to him, that his his end, his assignment in the earth was coming to an end. So what was he gonna write this church? What was he gonna communicate to them? And that's what he said. He said, Man, y'all gotta stay stay keep the standard of what the word of God is. Don't compromise because of even religious leaders and their influence. Um stay the course with sound doctrine. Good Bible teaching, and don't stop growing. If I was going to preach, if this was my last message, if you ever remember anything that um, that 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 I, as a pastor, have spoken or taught, Pastor Sean, his heartbeat for us was that we don't stop. Growing. Stay open to the Lord. Stay in His grace. Allow Him to speak to you. Step out in faith. Walk with God. Don't compromise what the Word of God says and keep on growing. All right. Keep on growing. Grace for grown folk. Here we go. He starts out Second Peter 3. He calls them God's beloved. Verse 17, you therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand. Now, he's talking about the people falling away and all this and that, but he's like, look, you are God's beloved. You are God's beloved. This is my first point, is that your identity is that you are beloved, okay? That is the basis. This has nothing to do with what you've done or haven't done. You are beloved of God. You are beloved. The word beloved is divinely loved. It's the word um, agapaietos. That's where you get the word agape. It means loved by God. Personally experiencing God's unconditional love. It means very dear. I want you to know, as we talk about growing, you got to understand that whether you grow or not, God still loves you. Uh, That's the basis of growth, that's the basis of our existence, the basis of our purpose, the basis of our identity is that we are his beloved. You are accepted in the beloved. That is the grace of God for you. As Christ followers, we are the beloved of God and we are loved by God, Christ, and one another. That is the basis of Christ's followers. That is the basis of local church community. That is the basis of Christian community, is the love of God. You might feel like, man, so-and-so doesn't love me, this person, and, and maybe, maybe whoever that is, they don't, and they can't love you the way Christ can, but you are the beloved of God. The devil's going to try to lie to you about your identity. Okay, he's going to try. He's gonna lie to you about it. We are his beloved, uh, but the devil's going to attack you. He's going to lie to you about it. Here we go. Here's another verse on this, on beloved. Romans 1, verse 7. It says, to all who are in Rome, beloved of God. Uh, if there's somebody in the room with you, say, what's up, beloved? Look at somebody else and say, what's up, beloved? Look, you know, talk to yourself and say, I am God's beloved. Say it again. Say, I am God's beloved beloved of god called to be saints grace there it is grace beloved base. this is grace grace to you and peace from god our father and the lord jesus christ i love it that these letters that were written to local churches man canonized the scripture right uh they all many of them started beloved beloved there was a bunch of challenges in these and these letters too i mean he was confronting some stuff right confronting sin we want to be people that are willing to receive the challenge but understand the challenge in christ and in the love of god is a sign of love it's not an absence of love okay so we are his beloved all right and the devil will attempt to deceive you into thinking you are not god's beloved and that you are not beloved of his people okay and i'm sure everybody has had to deal with that there's been some sort of, even if it's just attacks in your mind lies of the devil your own emotions Having a bad day, not quite performing at the level you think you should. I'm here to tell you right now, it is a lie from the devil that that God doesn't love you and that God's people don't love you. It is a lie. Uh, we say that a lot around here at Whole Plan, man. Love you. You know, love you, bro. Uh, love you. Uh, you know, I mean, we I know love is more than words, right? It's actions. But 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 man, we, we speak in this over one another a lot around here. We we are very liberal with, with the love of God. We got to be this way. So if you so if you want to grow, here it is. Grace for grown folks, here it is. If you want to grow, um, it will re- be required of you to press through the lies of the devil concerning the truth that you are God's beloved. This is for everyone. It's gonna happen. You're gonna have to fight through those lies. You're, you're gonna be tempted to retreat, to, to isolate. But I'm here to tell you, if you wanna grow, it will be required of you to press through the lies of the devil concerning the truth that you are God's beloved. Here's another one, Ephesians chapter 1, verse six, reads, to the praise of the glory of his grace. Somebody say grace by which, this is what grace does, he made us accepted in the beloved. It is something God has done. It is not something we have done. You are accepted in the beloved, all right? Not only Christ himself, but Christ's body. I'm gonna tell you, everybody here that calls Hopeland Church your church home, you are accepted in the beloved, why? Not because of necessarily anything I do, but it's because the word says he, talking about Christ, has made you. He has made you accept it in the beloved. All right, and then it goes on. So it addresses them. You know, beloved. Okay. Uh, you know uh, that's the basis, beloved. Here, Second Peter three seventeen again. You therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, here it is. Now here comes the challenge. Okay. The basis of grace is we are loved and in that context to grow there must be challenge not to not to hurt you but to grow you okay god wants to grow us okay grace grows us here it is beware lest you also fall from your own steadfastness okay So being positioned in the love of God, that he has made me accepted in the beloved. It's my position, it is my security, it is uh, my posture in the kingdom of God, is I am God's beloved. Isn't that something? And then right after that, he says, beware. Okay, what does beware mean? It means keep watch, okay, to to, it emphasizes, here it is, this is it. I'm, 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 I, I, wanna, I, want, I want you to grow, and here it is. What do we do when we find ourselves in the love of God, in the beloved, positioned, made, accepted? This emphasizes the needed vigilance to keep to keep what is entrusted, to beware. A, it means to have an eye on, okay? Exercising unbroken vigilance as a military guard, okay? So there is such riches in grace entrusted to you. You're positioned in the love of God. And this word is saying, be vigilant. Keep watch, keep an eye on what God has given you. Don't treat it as common. Don't treat it as you don't really care. Uh, You know, uh, don't be careless about the grace that is on your life and deposited in your heart. It says, beware lest you also, because he's talking about people that have fallen away into error, as I said in the beginning, that you also fall from your own steadfastness. Grace for grown folk. Here's my second point. The vigilant will grow spiritually, okay? The vigilant are the ones that grow. The watchful ones, the the ones that care to steward. The Bible says we are stewards of the mysteries of God. We are stewards of the word of God. So you gotta watch, you gotta be aware. Beware um, was used a lot in regards to, uh, Jesus used the word a lot. And he always said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, right? So, so he was telling his followers to be watchful of, of, of teaching and theology that is contrary to the simplicity of the gospel. Okay? Beware. Um, and here it is. What you feed the most will have the strongest influence in your life. Okay? Here comes the grown-up, the grown-up part, okay? What you feed is gonna control you. Or or, or lead you, direct you, you know, if if all I do is feed my mind with a bunch of garbage. You know, how they used to teach when I was a kid in church, you know, you know, teenagers, you know, garbage in, garbage out. Like, you know, if I'm not feeding my spirit, I'm not gonna grow. If I if I just eat, you know, a bunch of junk food, I mean, guess what's gonna grow, right? It's gonna be this belly right here. So what you feed. Um, is what's going to have the strongest influence in your life and I, I, i'm here to challenge you here you, you grace of god's on you you're positioned in the love of god so be vigilant apply yourself be a good steward of the promises be a good steward of the word of god feed your spirit you know if we fed our spirit as much as we feed our flesh man how 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 strong would we be spiritually if we fed our spirit as much as we fill our mind with binge watching on Netflix? Look, I got Netflix. I'm not saying Netflix is a sin and all people that binge watch are going to go to hell. I'm not saying anything weird like that. But what I am saying is if that's what you feed yourself the most, you're not going to grow spiritually. All right. If, and look, have your fun, chill, do your thing, right? Uh, Life is meant to be enjoyed, but I'm here to tell you right now what you feed the most will have the strongest influence in your life. And, and if you, if you want to grow spiritually, you got to feed your spirit. All right. If you are dominated by your body, your mind, your emotions, or other people, you will miss out on the grace of God. It doesn't change the grace of God, but it does. Change its impact in your life. Nothing we do changes God. He is who he is. He's leaning toward us. But if we are dominated by natural things, we will not grow spiritually, all right? I've seen it happen a lot. People in church, they're in church, and that's awesome. But church is a piece of your spiritual growth. I'm talking church, the gathering, Okay, I'm talking the community. Yes, but but if there's no feeding of your spirit outside of a one-week gathering, right? We're missing something. Okay, steadfastness. You know, it'd be falling from your own steadfastness. That word steadfastness means firmly set, fixed, established. Okay, I'm talking about growing. I'm talking about growing your spiritual growth. Here it is. Your spiritual growth, if you're taking notes, write this down, your spiritual growth is in direct proportion to your commitment to stay in the will of God, all right? Okay, so next part, being led away with the error of the wicked. So it says falling from your own steadfastness and as a result of not feeding your spirit, it says you will be led away with the error of the wicked. It's not that God's grace isn't on your life, it's that we are not responding to his grace. It's not that he isn't inclined and disposed to extend himself. It's that we are not receiving from him as he is positioned to do that, all right? So let's go again. I'm gonna read this and then we're gonna dive into this part, okay? Once again, 2 Peter 3, verse 17. You therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, beware lest you also fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked. So as a result of falling away from our own steadfastness, right? Second Peter chapter 3, verse 17, you are beloved, but if we don't feed our spirit, we'll fall away. It happens. I'm sure we've had moments and some may be more drastic than others, but I've had my moments where I'm in the grace of God. But I fell away from my steadfastness a time or two, right, in my Christian walk. I've kind of, you know, drifted at times, right? I've drifted. I, I know, I know. And, and, and it's not that God's not gracious. It's that I'm not being vigilant, I'm not keeping a watch. I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, staying focused, keeping my eye on what God has given me, All right being led away, and as a result of that, being led away with the error of the wicked. People get led away from uh, the word of God, get led, just life, right? The cares of this world, the pride of life, the deceitfulness of riches, the 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 cares and concerns of this world entangled as the word says with the affairs of this life. I understand life is crazy, man. A lot going on. Society's nuts, right? Just if you look at it for what it is. I mean, this is a dark world in a lot of ways. And but God is still in the middle of it, extending Himself. And we we can get led away with the error of the wicked, led away. Um, you know, it 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 means to conform myself willingly to this is back kind of what I talked about last week, guys. The grace of God is here, he's extending himself. But look, this requires your will. This requires your will. God is giving we we um we have a free will, and God in his heart does I mean he loves when we worship. He loves the worship from humanity, from, from his people, because we choose to do it. We aren't programmed to do it. We choose to worship. We choose to open our Bible and read it. We choose to pray. We choose to pick the right friends, right? We choose to get around some people that are going to help us spiritually. God loves this. And, and so, so let away is just Giving our will, conforming ourselves willingly to something outside the grace of God if if your only contact with God's presence um, and his word is the social aspect of church life you're living below God's best for you okay I'm here to challenge you in the love of God and the grace of God that your your spiritual your spirit requires more, desires more than it wants to week gathering. Now, most of us, we haven't been gathering for some months now. And so uh, this is an opportunity for you to grow in, in your faith. It's been an opportunity. I hope you've grabbed a hold of it and, and just really uh, pursued the Lord yourself and, and with those in your immediate circle and your home and your family and, and all that. I mean, this is an opportunity, okay? If Sunday morning, is the only time you feed on the word, you're stunting your spiritual growth and in need of revival. I'm gonna say it again for the people in the back, right? If, if Sunday morning is the only time you feed on the word, you are stunting your spiritual growth and in need of revival because the Bible says To give us this day. It's a prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. If you only ate food on Sunday, you would not be a healthy person physically. All right? If you only eat spiritual food once a week, you are not a healthy spiritual person. Amen? Amen? Come on now. Come on. Let's not be led away with the error of the wicked, all right? Error means this. This is what error means. Gonna, like I said, I'm gonna dive into these two verses. Um, it means a departure from what God says is true. This is what happens when we don't stay in the grace of God, just just lean into him. The Bible says, you know, the Apostle Paul said, you know, I, I, I lay hold of that which has laid hold of me. So God has done his part. He's laid hold of you. And God's saying, man, lay hold of me. Um, God has extended himself towards us. So let's draw nigh to Him, right? Let's let's respond to that grace. The Bible says, "Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and He will exalt you in due season." Right? You know, He gives He gives grace to the humble. So so that's how we stay in the grace of God. Is we we respond in faith, uh, we pray, we read our Word, we 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 worship. You know, we we have we have. Uh, connection and fellowship with other Christ followers. That's part of our growth. A huge part of our spiritual growth is the connection we have with other believers. Christ in them, Christ in us, right? There, there, There is, you know, bad company corrupts good morals. So so good company, you know, uh, the, the right people are gonna kind of bring out the, the Christ in you and they need the Christ in you. You need the Christ in them, right? Let's not be led away with the error of the wicked. That's what error means, a wandering, deceit, delusion, error, sin, error, okay? Here it is. Here's my next point. Grace delivers us from deception. Grace is here. It delivers us from error and deception. All right. And here's the here it is. Uh, you know, being led away with the error of the wicked. What does wicked mean here? This is this is so powerful. I hope you get this. Wicked really, by definition, means out of place. It means out of place. It really it's a, it's a legal term uh, meaning illegal. Right? So when we, I'm talking, we were created to be in the grace of God. We were created to be in the presence of God. We were created to have a relationship with God. When we step outside of that, it's, 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 it's like we're, we're, we're it's illegal. It's, it's a, let me say it this way. It's an, when we are outside the grace of God, when we're in pride and entangled in the world and selfishness and we allow the anxieties and the entanglements and the cares to grip our mind and our soul and our heart. It's literally an illegal operation in the spirit realm. We, we aren't in our place. That's what wicked means. It means to be out of place okay? When we are not growing in grace, we are out of place. When we are not growing in grace, we are out of place, okay? The Bible talks about in Romans that we have peace with God in the grace in which we now stand. Grace is a position. It is a place we stand in as long as we stay humble before the Lord and keep seeking His face and, and, and staying in the Word and growing in our faith and acting on our faith and acting on what we hear from the Word of God. The grace of God is there. We have peace with God in the grace in which we now stand. And so, when you are out from under grace, you will find yourself. This is the truth. When you are out from under grace, you will find yourself in sin. It's happened to me. When we're out from under grace, we will find ourselves in sin. Okay, um, you know where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. But we gotta lean into the grace of God. And 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 the Bible says that He gives grace to the humble. He resists the proud. I mean, we will find ourselves in sin. When we aren't under the grace of God, and here it is. Here's my next point. Here it is. This is this is this, this is a this is a tough one here. This is a growing up point here. If we're we're either growing or dying spiritually, we're either growing or dying. Okay, my wife has some plants, <clears throat> and I'm here to tell you, life itself, this natural world, it's either growing or dying. Okay, we got a lot of a lot of succulents in our patio because they're really easy to take care of. Okay, and it just it just bolsters our faith in our gardening skills as a family to know. Let's just do something that's easy, kind of encourages us, right? We go out there and look at this blooming, right? They're easier to take care of, all you gardeners out there. Uh, you know, and my wife took, we were, had to do something. My wife took an inside plant, put it outside. And how many of you know it's been some some crazy heat out there? My wife opened the door and she gasped. <gasps> and I was like, oh my goodness, what happened? Like, you know, what happened? Did Luca get hurt? She's like, you know, you no, know, my plant is dying. And the thing, just the heat, and it just drooped. It looked horrible, it was so sad. I was like, oh no, bring it inside. She just brought outside for some reason. Um, but it, they, they, they're not gonna survive in that heat. It's not gonna survive in that direct sunlight, right? It's dying. So even plants, they're either growing or dying. Okay. Guess what she did? She brought it inside. We look at it and, and the leaves started to, started to get a little healthier. Okay. So here it is. You're either growing or dying. Okay. Verse 18, but grow in the grace. Verse 18, 2 Peter 3, 18, but grow in the, what's the answer to all this? But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're either growing or dying. Let's say it again. 2 Peter 3 18. Here it is. What's the answer to all of this? This is literally at the end of his letter. This is his fair, well address. What does this man, Peter, apostle, end with? What does he impart to this local community? Verse 18 but grow in the grace, grow, grow in the grace and knowledge. Of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I want to encourage you, Hopeland Church, grow in your education. Grow in your in in, in whatever it is, your 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 calling, your vocation. Grow in what you enjoy. Grow in learning about your hobby. Grow in um, your experience with culture and life. I mean, enjoy life. God came to give us life. But more than that my responsibility the weight on my life is to encourage you and challenge you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ grow all right grow church step into it and grow you know grow grow develop you know let it let let your life Touch people. Your, your growth is connected to somebody. It's connected to somebody that's dying right now. It's connected to somebody that's, that's hurting right now. It's connected to somebody that's, that's, that's plagued by addiction or depression or fear. Your growth matters to you, your family, your children, your marriage. Grow. I'm going to read it one more time. All right. Second Peter chapter three, verse 18. What does Pastor Sean want for Hopeland Church? Grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Do that. And Lord, our growth touches every other part of our life. So here it is. Grow. I can't say it enough. Grow. Alright. If you're struggling, uh, you just need to say it loud. I'm growing. If you feel like you're being stretched, I'm growing. If you feel like you got a, some growing pains, I'm growing. If you got people at your work challenging you and 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 causing um, your attitude to be seen, and it's not it's not Christ like. Look, don't condemn yourself. I'm growing, right? If, if you feel like people around you are challenging you in your walk and speaking into your life, I'm growing. I'm growing. All right, I'm growing. Hallelujah. I don't know. As a parent, you know, seeing our children grow, just the littlest things. Every day, there's something they, they, they Nico has a, uh, um, some new word he's learned. The kid is, 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 um, you know, of course, I'm a dad. I'm going to say just good stuff about my kids. But, um, but Nico, he, um, he's, he just has this intelligence, the questions he asks sometimes. You know, it's, it's really cool. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, you know, he asked the other day, we were leaving church after worship rehearsal. Um, and he's like, Dada, why, when you turn the wheel one way and you go backwards, the car turns the opposite way. And I was like, I didn't know how to answer it. I was like, um, well, because the steering wheel turns the wheels, not the car. And he's like, I don't understand. And I looked at him and said, I don't either. Right but the point is i mean the kids is, is is brilliant right dominico's he's a smart kid um and and so um there's a, there's a, there's always something new there uh Lu- luciano our one year old is, is it, right now it's like maybe he has some he's developing some agility in his skills, I noticed him walking up the stairs, uh, crawling up, not walking up, yeah, but he'll, he'll crawl up the stairs, but now it's not two knees, it's one knee, so he's got a knee on one step, foot on the other, I noticed the development, that he was knee, 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 now he's knee, foot, knee, foot, knee, foot, you know what I'm saying, like, I was like, I spotted that, you know, I'm his dad, right, I'm like, oh, look at that, he's growing, it's natural, he's supposed to be growing, right, and, and, and even last night, we were hanging out, uh, me and, um, during worship rehearsal, because I wasn't worshiping, I was just hanging out, watching the kids. And me and, me and Chris, uh, uh, my good friend, Chris Merrill, some of you might know him, but we were kicking it. And we, and we noticed Luca crawling, you know, and he's already walking. I'm like, I'm like, you know, we we're looking at it going, oh, wow, he can't be, he shouldn't be crawling now. I mean, that, that was before. It's like, come on, Luca, you're walking now. All right, so, so growing, grow, here it is. This is what it means. In the Greek, oxano, that's that's grow oxano to grow. It's it's key. It's key. Here it is. I'm going to read this. I hope you're taking notes. It's key to authentic discipleship. Okay, that the Lord requires. This is it. This is. I didn't write this. I didn't. I didn't make this up. This is aksano in the Greek. Grow. Um, the Lord requires nonstop progress and development. The Lord requires nonstop progress and development in the life of faith. It means to be full grown and to enlarge. It means to enlarge. So when you think of enlarge, it's not necessarily speaking of growth, right? When you talk about a tree, it's not that the tree was enlarged per se, but when we say grow, we're, we're assuming it's something, it's growth, but enlarge is something different, okay? I'm gonna. Uh, it's, it's twofold, this word. It means to grow, but it also means to enlarge. I hope you, some of you know where I'm going with this, but grow in the Greek does not only mean spiritual development, like knowledge of the word, ability to hear God's voice, etc. It also speaks of enlarging our capacity. So when we grow, we also are enlarged. Okay? And what does that mean? The ability to handle and carry more. So so our development just isn't that we are growing in, in a knowledge and ability to walk with God, but when we grow, we simultaneously God enlarges our capacity to care for more people, to carry more in life, to carry more spiritual weight. So uh, look at your neighbor and tell them, I am growing and I'm being enlarged. Capacity to handle more. All right. And here it is. Knowledge. I'm almost done, guys. But knowledge. Grow in the grace and the knowledge. Knowledge, gnosko, is really experiential knowledge. Knowledge. Uh, here it is: functional, working knowledge. Okay, it means connecting theory to application. Okay, so knowledge just isn't theoretical or head knowledge. It's not knowledge that's just here and coming out of our mouth. The knowledge of God and the knowledge we grow in are and, and are enlarged in. This is uh, you know biblical knowledge. And um, spiritual knowledge is always experiential. It's always an application, okay? So we grow in knowledge of God by reason of use, not by reason of theory alone. I'm gonna say it again. We grow in the knowledge of God by reason of use and not by reason of theory alone. It's the truth we apply that we truly know. Okay, and God is a God is a proponent, a proponent to on the job training. So I want to share with you here. Here it is. This is my last point, but it's a question: What is God leading you to do? Okay, uh, there is an action that your development and growth is going to be connected to an action. Peter, he's the one writing this. He got out of the boat. He grew, right? There was action. The Bible says, go into all the world and preach the gospel. There is action. So I want you to to take this home with you. I want you to process this. What is God leading me to do? Because you cannot grow spiritually if you aren't acting on what you've learned. So take action this week. I love you, church. I hope you enjoyed the message, and my prayer is that it inspired and challenged you. If you're ever in the L.A. area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings. And to stay connected, just follow us on social media. Remember, there's always hope, and your future in God is great.